You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, my name is Adam Simmons, and this is the Creatures of the Night. Joining me, as always, we I mean, we say always, but it's loosely scheduled, and nobody ever really wants to do it, but here we are. With me, as always, as we do these shows, uh, the one, the only, on the ones and twos, our great, fantastic producer and his great hair, Christian Watsky, formerly of the Hashtag No Offense Show. How you doing, bud? What's up, brother? How are you? I'm I'm swell. Glad to be here. Glad to get educated on some uh, uh, Mr. Cool Ice uh, lore, lore this evening. Yeah. Okay. So we've changed the subject <laughs> of the episode uh, from Antarctica specifically to Mr. Cool Ice. And uh, the guy that's going to help us with that lore is the one, the only, Jason motherfucking Almy. Almy, what's cooking, brother? What up, man? I got... One thing on the brain and one thing only. And before five minutes ago, it was Antarctica. And now it's Mr. Cool Ice. <laughs> Thomas Steinberger, what have you been up to for the last 15 years, dog? I need to hear everything. And if you say hanging out underneath the ice in Antarctica with an Adolf Hitler clone, that's what the fuck I'm here to talk about tonight. Well, here's the thing. Uh, we have photographic evidence that he is a Nazi. 100%. So... We are going to get into why and how the Nazis went to Antarctica and for what reason. But all we are burying the lead. Before that, I would like to thank the Inner Circle Podcast Network and our sponsors. Chris, can you tell me a little bit about hemp bombs? Sure, Adam. Hemp bombs are specifically formulated to provide consumers with a quality product at an affordable price. The many benefits of hemp bombs include reduced anxiety, increased sense of relaxation, reduction of aches and pains, mood enhancement, and deeper and more restful sleep. Hemp bombs come in a wide variety of different products, including oils, gummies, suckers, vapes, and even products for your pet. Use code CREATURES at HempBombs.com. Save 20% on your entire order. High-quality CBD at an affordable price. Do it. Yeah. There's there's no way Almy would have been able to do that, dude. There's just not. Nope. I hate to tell you. But I know that he doesn't. Any the reads in writing? I'll do them. I'll transcribe what he just said. Don't even send it. Don't even send it to me. I'll do it. I'll do it next time. Next episode, I'm doing both uh, ad reads. You want to do the on it read? Absolutely not. Next week, yeah. (laughs) Two weeks. Two weeks on it. O n n i t. dot com. Use code creatures. Buy a fucking kettlebell. Buy some Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain is great. I like drinking Alpha Brain. Look what I'm doing right now. I drink Alpha Brain. It helps me to never shut the fuck up. It's awesome stuff. Onnit.com. O-N-N-I-T.com. Use code creatures at checkout. You're going to save some money. Order a kettlebell. Swing that shit around your house. That's legit as good as what Adam would have done. So kudos. Hey, bro. (laughs) He would have said spirulina a few times. He would have said cordyceps mushrooms a lot. He would yeah, have cordyceps said and ashwagandha ad nauseum. Ashwagandha. We would have got to the same place that we <laughs> got to. Can I get Wakanda? <laughs> Nootropics, something, anything. Ashwagandha forever. Fucking on it was founded by T'Challa and them. This is borderline 
treading into some racist territories, boys. So that being said, uh, let's talk about some Nazis on ice, motherfucker. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, that is a professional transition. Uh, I didn't want to open with the Nazis, but here we are. Uh, Mr. Cool Ice uh, supports the Fourth Reich, and he's got a great haircut. Uh, no, so Antarctica. Antarctica. Right? I we, learned a lot about Antarctica just this last couple of days. Yeah, Sam. I think, honestly, Antarctica is rocketing up my list of favorite conspiracy-related topics because, holy shit, Antarctica is, there's so much potential. It's like Area 51 on steroids. Right. You know, you think the government's doing some stuff. There might be aliens involved. There's secret tech nobody knows about. If you go there, they fucking whack you and you go missing. No one ever hears from you again. Yeah, that's one little piece of New Mexico called Area 51. Or it's an entire fucking continent that's 50% bigger than the United States. That's one USA plus half of another half USA USA. put together right. into the size of a fucking continent that it's it's just area 51 it's just a yeah. giant fucking meanwhile area. it's covered it's covered in three meters of ice thick a sheet over top of it but it all wasn't always at one point it was a fucking thriving jungle right kangaroos came marsupials came from antarctica what does that do does that blow your australian mind fuck you stop following me on twitter uh one and a half times uh, the size of the continental United States, yeah. 90% of the fresh water on the planet and somewhere around 60% of the fresh water that or 90% of the frozen fresh water and 60% of all fresh water yeah. on earth is Antarctica. I now, just feel like Antarctica is the weirdest things. Nobody ever fucking talks about it. Nobody ever fucking thinks about it. Like, well, well, we, I don't, we dabbled into it a little bit when David Weiss was on the episode. We were talking yeah. about the big we ice wall. We about it when uh, Bobby Light was here, too. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So we, we've kind of like we, we've dipped our toe in the frozen water, if you will. It's uh, intertwined. I mean, even before things. even before creatures, when I was just a young man, when I was going to like middle well, school lab and shit, they didn't teach us anything about Antarctica. I didn't even know what Antarctica was until a year and a half ago. I had to look it up. I had to Google it. And then Google returned no responses. They wouldn't let me look at the maps, and I thought something was fishy. <laughs> well, we, we've had discussions at nauseum privately and publicly about things like Operation High Jump, and, and that's the kind of stuff that gets Chris's gears going. So to introduce him into this conversation before me, all jacked up on L-theanine and alpha brain nootropics, and Almy all jacked up on photos of himself in a mirror, take over the rest of this episode talking about mr cool ice chris can you please let us know what operation high jump was and why we should worry about it i guess the easiest way to say that would be that's the expedition by admiral bird to uh in those days i guess uh would it be to explore the world or to like basically like to chart the entire globe or you know in quotes Right. Hypothetically. He, he was like an adventurer, right? He is like one of those Indiana Jones, like Nathan Drake types, right? He was going around. He um he was trying to light pipe on every continent. Right. He he was like a pilot or something along those lines, if I'm not mistaken. He was a badass motherfucker. Have you did you watch that interview with him from like the a little yeah, a little bit, yeah. Black it, well, yeah, it was like twelve minutes long. Man, he was a, dude, he was a fucking badass dude. I bet if they made a movie of his life, like they could get old man Clint Eastwood, like get off my lawn, Clint yeah. Eastwood to play him, and it would be like perfect. It would be a death let me, let me give you a little bit of context. Uh 
Richard Byrd was a rear admiral in the the uh, American Navy. Just to let everybody out there know who this guy is, he was an American naval officer, and he was a, a famous explorer. Like he said, he got the Medal of Honor, which is the highest honor for valor given by the United States. And he was a pioneering aviator. He was a polar explorer, so he went and explored the top and the bottom of the planet. He was trying to. He was trying to like Eiffel Tower to plan it. He was like, I want to, I'm interested in the front end and I'm interested in the back end and I'm going to go into both. And uh, so he did some, he did some wild shit. He only lived to be 60, was 66, 68, must be 68. I don't know, but he was so busy adventuring. You know, he got like CTE and froze his fucking nuts off and shit like that. I mean, you knew a guy like him spends all that time adventuring, wasn't going to live long. Either that or he came back from lands unknown with fantastical tales of new lands and extra people. And then got fucking whacked off. Let me show a picture of him uh, so that the folks watching the live stream will have a little enhanced value here. This is the man right here. That's a younger photo of him. He's 1928, looking handsome, looking like he's going slang dick in every corner of the world. Yo, if there's a corner of the world, Evelyn? he's going to fuck it. Why was his middle name Evelyn, dude? I don't know. It's pretty badass. Actually, Evelyn used to be a dude's name like way back in the day. And uh, yeah, so like there, there's a Rothschild. <laughs> this is a whole other episode of Creatures. There's a living Rothschild today named Evelyn. Is that who you named your child after? You fucking Absolutely. op. I'm a fucking op. Of course I did. So this guy, I mean, he's World War One, World War Two, Medal of Honor, Navy Cross. I mean, this guy, this guy's done everything. This guy's done everything. He's done some legit shit. So I just wanted to share his photograph with everybody so that you could. So, so Chris, this dude wants to go to Antarctica, right? For what? He brings warships. He brings what? 13 warships or some shit. A whole, yeah, a whole ass fleet and basically discovers land past Antarctica. If, if like, I, I have problems with that because it, it basically describes things on a flat plane versus like our globe model, you know, or, or how we typically think about the world because he says he finds lands past Antarctica and it's lush and green and there's people and there's resources and he's explaining all this on television. And I thought that, that right. I thought that was really interesting that it was like a CBS nightly news type scenario back in the forties that he's yeah. just sitting there dropping all the, these truth bombs on. And nowadays you got to listen to three idiots like us on YouTube. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, here we are. Uh, the task force that he had included, um, oh, Task Force sixty eight was the name of the crew and included uh, 4,700 men, 13 ships and 33 aircrafts to go to what is considered a deserted Island of ice. The operation operation high jump went from the 26th of August, 1946 and ended in late February of 47. That seems like a long time to have a lot of dudes on ice for no reason other than exploration, right? Yeah, and it seems like overkill to show up with that that many men and that much that much manpower, you know. For, right. I guess I guess to advocate the devil, you don't know what you're going to find if these are uncharted, uncharted territories. But I mean, like, uh, if you're showing up with warships and shit, I mean, maybe you might have a little bit of an inkling, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, there's there's always like even in our Nazi episode and uh, and we've we've dabbled in it in the past is um you know Hitler escaped Nazi Germany went to Chile, Antarctica, and then he it, – it has been told, right, that the Nazis believed that there were higher beings that lived underneath or in Antarctica. They said specifically in the translation in Antarctica. Go ahead. 
Uh, before we get off Admiral Byrd, there was one thing that connects to what you're saying now that I wanted to mention that his expeditions to uh, the Antarctic region were sponsored because he wasn't always acting on behalf of the the military. He was going on his own as an adventurer for some of these. He went to Antarctica many, many times. He had several expeditions starting in 1924 and including Operation Hydrump in the uh, in the 40s, some 22, 23 years later. His expeditions were sponsored by Henry Ford. Who does Henry Ford love? Hitler. Correct. Henry Ford yeah. was a big fan of them Nazis, if you recall, in the 1930s before we went to war with Germany. Henry Ford was like, hey, I don't mind this Hitler guy. I think he's got some good ideas. And so I just want to German say engineering, dude. We have we, we are starting to I just want to put some dots on the board that we're going to connect as we do this discussion. Admiral Bird took money from Henry Ford. Henry Ford was an admirer and supporter of the Nazis and, you know, main Nazi guy happens to be Hitler. I'm just, I'm saying there are some dots that we might connect potentially. Yeah. So the Nazis went to Antarctica to dispute a claim with the Norwegians called uh new Swabia, uh, new Swabenland as they <laughs> called it. Um, in yeah, and fuck you. My German is impeccable. Eat a dick. <laughs> I love, I love Chris. Chris can't read English, but he's laughing at you trying to say German. You know what I'm saying? Like you just say funny words to him, and he's just giggling because it sounds like gibberish. Um. So anyway, it was right before New Schwabenland. New Schwabenland. New Schwabenland. Uh, right before World War Two. Right. They the uh, Nazis. Not the German government, like the Nazis themselves, right. um, a separate entity from that took over the, the German government, explored this and disputed this area in Antarctica because what does that mean? What? does that even mean also that person's name is a new schwabenland <laughs> somebody was pretty quick on the on how? the fucking how fast somebody would like to, oh new schwabenland oh yeah i have an alt that's already named new schwabenland let me log into my let me blow the dust off of this old youtube alt account it's called new schwabenland i made this thing eight years ago just for the just for tonight oh i holy love it shit holy I shit fucking love it this is why you guys should be a part of our live shows because shit like this happens, yeah. um, and I'm I'm sure we will mention some Jews. Uh, Jesus I, Christ! I guess per your request, yep, I just named a Jew. Jesus Christ! Uh -huh. He was Jewish. So um, I put up on the screen for those of you watching the live stream. I put up a, a picture of, of a map of of um, New Swabia, yeah. and New Swabia is highlighted in red for those of you watching. So, so Queen Maudland was. Um, another territory and the nazis took it over right yeah so um we had already discussed them going through the weddell sea and going right off of this arctic ridge that is right at the bottom of south america traveling and hiding and they the reason that the nazis wanted to go was because they believed that higher entities lived underneath jesus christ dude i don't know who you are but you're my favorite person on the internet Holy right? shit. yeah Bobby Light? Uh, shout out to the base guy. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Bobby Light. Damn, son. 
Uh, if it's not, even better. That's the conspiracy of tonight. New Schwabenland. Yeah. That's, uh, hey, that's DM us. We're sending you a t-shirt. I don't care where you are. I know. Uh, no, <laughs> I we're if you're in New Schwabenland, we're sending you a goddamn t-shirt. Yeah. So, so the Nazis believed that uh, there were higher entities that lived, what they said, in Antarctica or past that Arctic Ridge, right? Um, so that opens up a case not only on the Nazis being there and developing new technologies and most of the technology they were interested in developing there were flying crafts that space like the the saucers that we had discussed at nauseum uh on other episodes uh so basically let me let me break it down in chris watsky layman's terms the nazis are going to antarctica because they want to build ufos and talk to reptiles well what, that I, what I was comes down to what I what I was going to say what I had understood about that whole uh part of the the story is is that when when Germany was going to lose World War II, it was in, it was imminent that they were going to lose. That the Nazis kind of cut ties with them and said, "Okay, you guys can lose, but we're not part of you. We're our separate entity, and we're going to go to the place where everything is happening. And we all know that everything is happening because we've already been there. We've already established our bases there. We already have our our flying bells there, and everything else. We're communicating with things. We're you know doing whatever the fuck we're doing there. And then they broke off and they went there. So official story: Jones is that Germany lost, but Germany." The country lost, but the driving force between, but you know, behind everything, right? And that's why it was so important for me to make the distinction that the Nazi, that the Nazi group, not Germany as a whole, they invaded Germany, took it over, and then left, and now have gone to, or you know, Himmler and all them, they ran and went through um, South America, right down Chile and into antarctica uh yes jason well let me just uh tack on this thought because we often on this program especially speak about the the powers above the powers we all we all know the president's name we all know what the queen looks like i mean we can identify certain people at the very top of the hierarchy but we oftentimes speculate that there are people above them that you wouldn't be able to pick out of a lineup that you've never heard their names because like, they are, like Henry Ford, they like to remain hidden. They, they, they don't want to be recognized and they don't want to be known. And yet they pull the strings on some of our, the people that we would recognize as the most powerful. And that's for the United States, deep state. We would call them deep state in the United States that we wouldn't recognize this guy, but for some reason he's able to pull the strings of Congress and, and the president and stuff. So what if, what if the the Nazi government wasn't much different? What if we know of Hitler and we know of some of the high-ranking uh, Nazi um, members, but we don't know about the guys above Hitler? And, and maybe these are some of the guys who said, all right, Germany's going to lose, but well, we're going to get the fuck out of here and we're going to go hang out in our base that we built a few those years Those dudes that funded them are the Rothschilds. We know who they are. The Rothschilds funded both sides of the war. And now we're getting wildly into geopolitical money laundering and things of that nature. And I wanted to get into like uh, intricate tunnel systems <laughs> holding aliens and fucking reptiles. You know, I think I want to as well. I think we got a ton of time. And I, I mean, there's I was I was I was contemplating today. Like, what is the what's the like the meat of the antarctica thing because there seem to be a lot of stories about it it's, it's like mr cool ice it's mr but that that's the thing though he's mr cool ice and antarctica is very cold and covered in a very thick sheet of ice and it's an 
cool ice is looking very thick these days. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't either. I don't either. I'm just saying. I think Mr. Cool Ice might be pulling some of the strings. Uh, so, Chris, Operation High Jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was Bird there to find these intricate tunnel systems underneath Antarctica? Uh, I mean, like, I guess. Or to get past the ice wall to find what uh, Dave, uh, David Weiss described as, like, the ethereal earth or whatever the second lands or whatever yeah it's right. like the, the extraterrestrial it's like the territory beyond yeah. what know about. i kind of like that idea even though that would subscribe me completely to flat earth and i'm not ready to do that um but i kind of like that idea that maybe it's bigger the world is bigger than we actually know you know what i mean like the antarctica is just a ring it's it's the outer like if you've ever played like a game like a, a a civilization on the pc back in the day you know when you get to the bottom because it's just ice and then you know when you get to the top because it's just fucking ice you can go side to side like pac-man style and go you know go around but you can't go up and down and i wonder if shit like that is by design you know like almost like uh, how I say, like, you know, they put it in movies and shit, you know, like how many fucking movies have been about this? You know, most recently King Kong, fucking Alien vs. Predator, goddamn Red Skull from Captain America and the MCU was based on the fucking Germans going to Antarctica to fucking find the goddamn Tesseract and the goddamn uh, uh, Skyrim, or not Skyrim's, uh, what the fucking, what's the word, Adam? Stargate. The Stargate. Stargate. Skyrim is an RPG game that was released on the PlayStation 2 and has controlled my life ever since. <laughs> yeah no i mean i i like the idea of i like the idea of there being some mystery here i think that's what attracts me a lot to antarctica as, as just a conspiracy related topic is because it it um there's a lot of potential here there's a lot of potential for like is this thing an ice wall you see those pictures of antarctica and they're impressive it's just it's like ocean and then there's just a fucking wall of ice that's just yeah bigger than any ship next to it or whatever and you just see this thing and it looks like a fucking wall of ice and it's just it's um it's pretty incredible to see so you you know you wonder after talking to somebody like david weiss who who we talked about the antarctic thing just being an ice wall to prevent people from going any further i don't know how you construct such a thing and like why would you need to make it out of ice because that shit can melt i mean i just get there with my blow dryer and i'm on the other side of your wall now you know what are you gonna fucking do you should have electrified the thing and made it out of like barbed wire or something and then i couldn't get across but that's a, a topic for another day when we call well, Dave real back. quick i mean that kind of leads to the is it like a Game of Thrones where there are other people living on the yeah. side of it that, you know, you don't know about and people are there to protect it? And, you know, there's White Walkers or other entities that, you know, could are nefarious in some way. Like it, to, to Chris's point, I mean, we know how that blood magic works is that they got to show you their hand before they play it. Now they're going to show you their hand amongst 47 other hands but like getting people accustomed to the idea of um oh zeus is blowing my mind right now <laughs> i gotta i gotta turn the chat off i got all excited about uh new schwabenland Dude, new schwabenland oh my god that man um comedic timing <laughs> right perfect timing that man had a fucking whole youtube account created to blow my fucking mind tonight <laughs> A man made a YouTube uh, account 17 years ago to fucking make me shit my pants. But to uh, to Chris's point is that they're going to show you right in in blood magic, and then they're going to distract you with other things. Um, so it is entirely possible. And again, we don't know shit. 
right? Like the whole point of us being here is to ask questions yeah. and to start a conversation amongst our followers and our, our viewers and our, our listeners that, you know, maybe will intrigue. And then some, someone will come along and then find like maps from yeah. Constantinople. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that, well, that's someone that. will get brave and fly a drone over Antarctica and then their entire family will be disappeared by the U S government. Right. I mean, you can we can talk about like how it used to be a jungle and how there are pyramids under the ice somewhere. We can talk about like uh, the maps that were found in 1513 that yeah. were painted on um, what is it like gazelle hide? Well, maybe we were, uh... they were perfectly preserved for like 416 years. However, the fuck that happened. And those maps depicted antarctica without the ice on it so like unless you have like a complex understanding of spherical trigonometry um there's no way that you can figure this out i mean unless you're flying around with fucking aliens chris i don't I'd look every answer is aliens right um, <laughs> i think i think every answer comes down every to answer is aliens obviously so, so option number one hypothesis number one is that Beneath the sheets, Can I see the whole map, sir. I'm getting the other one is better. Oh, uh, Almy has it all jacked up and ready to go, and we can yeah. draw on it and shit. I did, I did have it like already, already ready to go already. And then it. there were videos of Mr. Cool Ice that happened before the episode, <laughs> and then we got into Mr. Cool Ice and shit got real. So here we have uh, a map, as you as you mentioned, where what I'm showing everyone is a map of, um. This part here that I'm drawing the outline around, this is Africa, right? This is Africa. This, I believe, is part of uh, South America across the Atlantic. So this body of water on the other side here or in between these two, this is the Atlantic Ocean, right? And then right down here, we have a very interesting feature of this map because this here... And uh, let's see if I can't just uh, zoom in on this shiznit for you guys. Lizards confirmed. Got it. Lizard and all sort of mad Arabic text. So I, I think we can conclude that the reptilian aliens are the inhabitants of Antarctica <laughs> and that somehow the Arabs knew about this shit some 600 years ago. Boom. Case closed. Who wants a beer? <laughs> that's what well, we do I, here well, uh episode I, I, over thanks guys you you could you, i mean you're 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 making it into a joke and that's that's fine and everything but i think your you, your joke lies in a little bit of truth possibly that yeah. that uh you know i'm getting really really more open to the idea of that we weren't the we're not the first civilization to rise and fall you know what i mean mm. and oh hell no there were you mean in terms of human, like humanity, or or do you both. mean other people from other realms? Two things can be true. Okay. I th I think, okay. So I think it could both. be either or. I think or both. Or both. Yeah. And okay. I think that potentially that might indicate that there were people there. They went there yeah. and they they contact. They were in, in contact with people there. That that could be why it's marked that way. It could be I, marked that way just because it was the 1500s and they didn't fucking know anything either. But I like to think that. Uh, they might not be uh, they might not have been as advanced by our standards but they might have known some things that we still don't know yeah well yeah. here's the thing uh, and i i wasn't fucking around when i said this without knowledge of complex spherical trigonometry perry reese of the the Adam, the ottoman admiral 
to whom the maps belonged. This is 15th century, by the way, right? 1513, right? He painted this by hand on the hide of a gazelle, right? Maps weren't copied. Like you couldn't like trace over or whatever. You had to hand draw it, right? So some of the maps are a little fucked up. But if you can pull the image back up without the drawing on it, you can see that there are islands that go up off of the bit with Antarctica on it when there's little birds everywhere. And then he's got um <laughs> he's deleting all the <laughs> I'm just moving them. You you asked me to move Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. No, 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 you're good. Um do the thing where I where well, yeah. So if you zoom out just a little bit. And uh, for the people listening, I'm sorry, you, you're you more than welcome to. It's uh, Perry Reese, P-I-R-I-R-E-I-S, if I'm not mistaken, maps on. You could just duck, duck, go that shit or whatever. But you see that in Africa, he's got elephants, he's got goats and mm-hmm. and all types of other animals here in South that would America. Be, that would be indigenous to Africa, right? It makes Correct. sense that you would draw yeah. a, an elephant on black, top of the continent. Black kings. Yeah, and right here and ostriches and things yeah, um, so here's the black king that you would see that's a LeBron james there. right there yeah yes, that's lebron yes. james absolutely yeah they've got an arab dude right here so you know he's egyptian or some shit and egypt is in africa and all that shit so we've now represented fully represented the country of africa with a black king an egyptian king and an elephant right and an ostrich there's an ostrich in there somewhere on your giant mark um, but if you go over to South America, you could see the same way. These aren't just for decorations. This is information, right? So when we get down, see there are little birds yeah, here's on the, an island. There's a monkey dancing with like a, a dragon person, demon which is weird person. enough. Uh, there's a humanoid sharing a banana. I think you this know. is about like human ancestors and other hominids and this is like the ape that ate the mushroom see he's got the mushroom of truth right there this is the stoned ape theory this guy right here ate a dmt mushroom and now he's like a human ancestor dude uh perry reese is the goat apparently but back to the point (laughs) is that down on antarctica he's got animals right so there's there's a serpent here there's other not there's a bipedal hominid. There's a, you know, a couple of marsupials and things What's of that, that nature. Scorpion? Is that a but scorpion or some shit? I hope it's a scorpion. I hope there's scorpions on Antarctica. That that's um, the that's the point I was trying to make, and maybe I didn't do a, a good job of that. But that maybe it wasn't always covered in ice, and maybe that you know at one point that they, not only was it not covered in ice, but that there were people there that were inhabiting it, and maybe something no. happened. Maybe driving civilization, out, right? Maybe they were wiped right. out by somebody else. Maybe they were wiped out by natural phenomenon because being at you know the, one of the you know, points of the map, you know, you're probably in, you know, harm's way more so than we are, you know, where we're situated on, on the map. Well, well, here's the thing about Antarctica. And if you, you look at the topography and and things of that nature, there's thousands of volcanoes. And I know that that sounds crazy that there are volcanoes underneath giant sheets of ice, but I'm not like, I'm not like blasting anyone's brain here by saying like a a map of topography will show you mountains. And then they, they like the government, whoever they are, right. NASA, et cetera, et cetera. In the official documents, right. They're like, yeah, there's definitely volcanoes here. Like we know Um, there's running pools of fresh water underneath there are fossilized seeds and fossilized 
like spores of mushroom and of tropical trees and things of that nature. So it wasn't always ice. Now, to Chris's point, were there people that lived there? And is that why they're pyramids? I don't know. But well, and the, the, the pyramids, too, that you showed me are potential pyramids. It's not even just the one. It looks like there's almost three, kind of like, you know, in Egypt and, you know, other areas of the world that they're all there's always they come in three and they're always lined up with the stars and things like that. It looks like the same exact situation. And right. I know I know what I saw. People were trying to write it off as well. That's just a mountain and it's just uh, erosion and, you know, like the, things like that happen in nature. And it's like, OK, but how? How can it happen just like that? I mean, like, I'll give you one side can be yeah. flat and it can look like maybe from this way, it could look like uh, maybe maybe the edge of a pyramid, but from aerial, I mean, from, from yeah. top down, how, yeah. how can you, all four sides look like that? You have a good point because, um, I mean, it really does. You, you would think if one side was kind of windblown or something like that, I mean, the, the, the corners, like wind isn't going to you know, blow against one side and then the other perfectly in such a way that it's going to leave this, this corner. I mean, you've got four corners of the thing and I found those to be pretty, pretty incredible. Like visually, I know that they've been debunked and people have said, Oh, it's just a mountain range. that's covered, which is also cool. I love the idea that they have mountains, and they're just covered with ice. It's how much ice they got. They're just covered with but ice. I mean, like, like I don't know if you guys could see my my cursor, but I like can. this yeah. this one mm-hmm. here, you have the main one here, and then off here you have this over here. So it's like that th- that you know set of three, just like and, in Egypt. Yeah, exactly. And I oh. believe in even in South America, it's it's set up. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the ones there, the the Mayan yep. pyramids are set up in threes. Like it's all set to. I believe Orion's belt is the constellation that the stars are supposed to be aligned with. Um, I could be wrong there, but it, it just, it's a lot of coincidence. And I mean, I don't really buy into coincidence anymore. So, I mean, I think the one, the one thing that we've been kind of talking about here, and especially if we really consider like well pre 20th century history, if we start considering like many thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even millions of years ago, we're talking about, yeah, look at that. I mean, that's pretty compelling right there. Uh, uh, if you guys open the uh, if you guys open the private chat on Streamyard here, I have dropped a link to uh, that thing that I sent you. Okay, earlier about it. If you wanted to pull that up as well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step all over your amazing no. point. No, I, I just think it's incredible that that you know you have this potential that there's all of this stuff, the things that we found in Egypt, the things that we found in South America. There's a potential that there's more shit under Antarctica, but we've got no idea because they don't fly over it. They don't let you fly over it. You can't just fly a drone out there and go look. And then B, it's covered in ice. So what can you do? Uh, I, I love that. But the, the the thing that we're talking about here is ancient alien shit, right? We're talking about aliens coming here thousands of years ago or maybe even tens of thousands of years ago and experimenting on mankind teaching us esoteric knowledge and technologies that are used to build pyramids and shit, align them with the stars, embed them with stargates so that we can go back and forth in a cultural exchange with these spacemen. And I love it. I'm here for that shit. I agree with you. I was just waiting. I thought Chris was going to jump all over that because that is that's like i know i said stargate just for him i'm off, talking fucking. i'm off screen on the other one you're you got me doing too many things for my my simple brain oh sorry you're uh 
he was talking wild dirty to you just now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I dig, I mean, I dig the idea of aliens because that's one of the things that I heard as I was researching Antarctica over the last several days. One of the things that I have heard that is contained within Antarctica beneath the sheet of ice. And, and how perfect is that too? We've got 1.9 kilometers of ice. On average, that's the average coverage. It, it varies, of course, but the average coverage is 1.9 kilometers of ice. And how perfect is that? Whatever you've got going on underneath that, we don't know exactly what it is. We're going to speculate a lot tonight, but but it's the perfect cover for that. There's, there's almost two kilometers of ice. You can't see through that shit. You got no idea what's going on down there. And one of the one of the speculative theories that I think I like is that it involves aliens, and that could go back that doesn't have to be just the last hundred years, you know, since since Admiral Byrd started fucking around in there. I mean, think about well, it. Like around four hundred and sixteen years when Piri Reese was drawing this map, unless that, he was above the fucking land. Even there before is that, no way, right? There is I mean, no way for him to fucking draw this map. There's just not. If you're the Turkish Ottoman explorer Piri Reese, and you're like you're like floating around in your boat. You're going around and you're checking out South America and shit like that. And you're starting to see the islands in the coast of Antarctica. And you're like a spaceman and you're like high on your space weed. And you're like, yo, look at that little motherfucker. I'm about to give him the fucking ride of his life. And you fucking beam him right up. And you're like, hey, man, you were checking this out. I'm going to give you a bird's eye view. Look down. And he's like, oh, shit. And he's like, you know, he's like, hold on. Let me get my goat hide. And he's like trying to fucking scribble that shit down real quick. Dude, I love the idea that aliens could be there. Aliens could have been there 400 years ago. They could have been there 4 million years ago. The fact of the matter is, Linda Moulton Howe is a, is a famous journalist who re- records on all this kind of wacky shit that's out there. But she spoke to two Navy SEALs, U.S. Navy SEALs, who have been on recent expeditions. I mean, recent is in the last 30 or 40 years. Uh, expeditions to Antarctica. And there is, I mean, ever since the 1940s, I mean, when we took that bitch over from, from Nazis after Germany lost, when the U.S., took a greater stake in in um in uh antarctica we've been sending boys over there and so the navy seals went over to visit and she interviewed them afterward and they were talking about it they were talking about labyrinthine interiors i mean that stretched for uh hundreds thousands of miles they were talking about they were talking about rooftops that were some 80 or 100 feet high and it's like antimatter there was nothing holding that roof of ice up there was nothing. There was no scaffolding. There was no arches. There were no buttresses, nothing. And they're talking about technology that provided light, electricity, nothing, no wires, no plugs, no outlets, no wires. And yet they have this, this super technology, technologically advanced interior underneath this ice that spans, like we said earlier, it's, it's one and a half times the United States. How many fucking aliens and stargates can you fit in that bitch? And then they got a fucking door. I mean, if there's a stargate under there and there's aliens that set that shit up millions of years ago, they can come and go at a, at their will. You know what I mean? It's like no problem. Yeah. Let's go visit Earth. Well, I mean, the evidence, so uh, all be yeah. You've come uh, so ahead, far. Kurt. You've come so far, Jason. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I also think the Tic Tacs and stuff that we talked about, like when we talked to throw alien a few weeks ago, I talked about some of the recent history of naval sightings of and Air Force sightings of these Tic Tacs and the Tic Tacs aren't coming down from the stars. The Tic Tacs are coming out of the ocean. But let's imagine for a moment. Let's imagine for a moment. 
you're an alien race on the other side of the galaxy, very far away. You're probably going to travel via wormholes and stargates. Now, also imagine that you've got a lot of space on the bottom side of the Earth. You've got 1.5 times the size of the United States. We're not talking about a stargate like the one we see in the movie. That's about Bro, you got a whole mass America down there. You got you. You could fly entire ships through one stargate and emerge in another stargate that's actually underneath Antarctica. And now you can fly into our oceans. You can fly from the other side of the galaxy into our oceans without actually having to fly through outer space. And these Tic Tacs coming out of the ocean and then going back into the ocean, as reported by very reputable uh, uh, service members of the Navy and and Air Force, they're they're witnessing stuff coming and going. Yeah, they could just be like exploration pods. 100%. Let me me drop a theory on you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A piece piece of evidence that I don't want to get lost, although wildly anecdotal, is the the preservation of the Piri Reese map itself proves, I think, and at least uh, points in the direction of otherworldly or alien-type technology a a hide from a gazelle that was painted on hand painted on in 1513 was found by in Constantinople's library in 1920 okay that's 416 years for a map to be in fantastic preservation right it's preserved almost impeccably given its state originally. Obviously he was rolling it up and, and traveling, et cetera, et cetera. It was found in the 1920s. Yeah. That what, like technology. What'd you say? What, just like chilling on a shelf. Like <laughs> it, it was just in Constantinople's library. Yeah. The wildly vast. And, you know, he had a lot of antiquities and, and leather bound <laughs> books and, and you know, did. He had a pretty impressive collection, as you guys know, I do too. So, what's yeah. up? Check, come look at my painted maps. Smells of rich but, mahogany. <laughs> I have many leather-bound books, but that that preservation technology—that's not like normal, like shit. So you're like, you're oh, saying even the method of preserving it in and correct. of itself is it, probably it, something that was given to him, you know, that was new that they didn't have at the time because like animal skins would, would or or he had something we didn't know. Right. Because again, unless he has complete understanding of complex spherical fucking what's like a uh, uh, science like map sciences, right? trigonometry the the whole fucking what i'm so fucking high right now i forgot the word (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it it's all good no but i mean like these Um, ancient libraries yeah it's trigonometry if unless he knew right fucking spherical trigonometry of which maybe he did maybe he didn't who fucking knows i don't know the dude he wouldn't have been able to make that map to begin with. So there's got to be some, and obviously the yeah. answer is always aliens, Chris. <laughs> always. Christian, it's always aliens, but it would provide him to know about Antarctica and to see it from that angle and to see it because it was covered in ice at his time. See, and that's right. what you're saying the answer is always aliens, and I appreciate that. But like, even just shifting like the way we we interpret things, like maybe the answer is always aliens, but maybe they're not gray aliens from 
of the the stars. Maybe the aliens are just represented by past civilizations that are no longer here, i.e., Atlantis or Tataria or fucking you know one of these mm-hmm. forgotten civilizations that you know have risen and fallen. They're not necessarily aliens in a ship from another galaxy, but they they may as well be to us. They're alien to us because they're no longer here anymore, and they're just you know faded into legend. I well, like if that. you remember, if you remember the episode we did with Bobby Light, he was going on and on about how Antarctica was Atlantis. It was yeah, no, I, and I'm sunk and trapped under I, underwater. Yeah. That water is frozen. I'm right there with that. The only issue I have with that because I love the idea. Like I just painted this picture of this, you know, aliens coming from the other side of the galaxy using stargates. But I mean, if we're gonna go with such a fantastical explanation, it could also be. Atlantis, it's sunk, and now they have fucking submarines that also fucking fly and are shaped like Tic Tacs. That could just as easily, it doesn't have to be gray aliens like Chris said. It could be a prior civilization. However, the the motherfuckers that always wrote about Atlantis, the reason we know about Atlantis today is because it was Greek motherfuckers writing about it. So how does a Greek motherfucker know about anything that's south of Africa? I mean, I think Atlantis was supposed to have been positioned somewhere like in the Atlantic off the coast of Spain or or in the Mediterranean, possibly. But like in order for Greek motherfuckers to know about it, it's got to be somewhat close to Europe where like Greek motherfuckers could like get information back and forth. Unless dudes like Julius Caesar had access to information to help them build their... Oh, this would have been way before Caesar. The no, Atlantic- no, 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 I know, but like whatever, Constantinople fucking, you know, Johnny Column, whoever the fuck. I mean, Constantinople was well after... I mean, in terms of the order of things... Fucking Socrates, Jason, you Plato. know what he's saying. Socrates, you know what I'm saying? The <laughs> fucking George Soros is in them of the time, dude. Yeah, well, Socrates came first, and Atlantis was supposed to be thousands of years before him, then him, and then hundreds of years later, the Roman Empire with Julius Caesar in them, and then hundreds of years after that, Constantinople. In terms of our history going back to, like, you know, minus 500, 500 BC, like 500 AD, it's about a thousand-year time span we're talking about here. So the Mr. Cool Ice of the time had the... Yeah, he had the library with all of the the shit in it, and yeah. he told them about it. You know, like uh, who fucking knows? I don't know shit, Jason. All I'm here to do is ask some fucking questions and geek out about some goddamn aliens with my fucking friends. All right, one of the creatures of the podcast, the fucking creatures of the night podcast. Goddamn it, I love it. Of the podcast, I'm high the podcast. dude. It's hitting right now. I can it's tell. So fucking high, dude. It's retarded oh it's amazing i, I know yeah. i'm so here for it <laughs> Creature, creatures of the podcast rawr, rawr. creatures of the podcast well what, that's what i it, you know the scene kind of playing along with that you know where you know we say aliens and it may not necessarily be aliens to the you know classical uh explanation the same thing with stargates and this is something i've been thinking about too like when when i say like you know 9-11 was about a stargate or fucking whatever whatever like it doesn't necessarily mean like the 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 actual structure like from the movie like an actual thing in a building or something but like on this planet there are potentially areas where like the veil between maybe this realm and the next are a little bit thinner or like you know this the the stargate is actually just like 
a geographic location. And Antarctica might be one of those locations. You know, like, uh, I, I believe Stonehenge falls in that list. Uh, yeah. Fucking Iraq, uh, Mount Shasta in California on the West Coast. There's a lot of these, like these like places just where you know like we were talking about with bigfoot how you could just maybe it's it's a lot easier to just like an slip ethereal between, gate yeah you just slip through the veil a little bit and yeah. you know once you well, how does that work out, mechanically i mean like what are the mechanistics of that like you sacrifice a chicken you butt fuck a goat you wait for the full moon and then the portal the, opens up or no, i just think like, maybe being in the right place at the right time like you've seen john carter from mars right like he just nope. went to that cave and then all of a sudden psh, like he was he was fucking gone man because he was in the, just in the spot where that shit happens like so it's kind of hard to control that though like if you're if you're some other civilization and you're trying to come here to observe us scientifically or to genetically modify us or even just to like grab some shit and then go because you want some of our resources or something like you you want this thing to have like a predictable mechanistic like when i hit the button on my tv it turns on not like i'm gonna sit here and wait for it to turn on and if i'm in the right place at the right time i can watch some netflix you know what i'm saying yes like, shouldn't there be a mechanism where at least if you understand it, obviously we don't, but if you're on the other end of the Stargate and you're maybe the person who, who sets up these ethereal sites, maybe, you know, like what to do, you can turn the dial and you could put your palm on the thing, like total recall. Cause you can do the weird finger thing and boom. And then the thing turns on, but you want to be able to control it. So you can go back and forth when you want to, right. And so you can fuck with your humans and shit i think ideally yeah maybe like if it was being created by you know some intelligent force or but maybe this might just be like one of those mysteries of the universe dude this just might be like where this happens you know it, it's it's a little for whatever reason the veil between this realm and the next is just a little bit thinner over here and they figured it out maybe in Antarctica is one of those spots well i believe it actually probably started like that right like you know you accidentally go to a good restaurant you know, or you accidentally walk into a fucking Stargate just so happens that you could be Bigfoot. Um, but after time, after you utilize it enough, uh, you start to understand the technology and then potentially maybe a seance or blood magic, like some Aleister Crowley shit, or like even like Aztec technologies and things of that nature, whole civilizations have just up and disappeared. Right. Yeah. yeah. So maybe through, meditation practices or or some sort of you know uh, a a learning of a process over generations of time like you said earlier uh did millions and millions of years bro like they could if you got a million years and a fucking door you're gonna figure out how to use it the right way right and you're gonna be like okay sit down put this on your forehead and say Allah, whatever the fuck 90 times. And then we're going to shake a rattle and then that shit's going to open. And then you're going to walk through and then some dude's going to come back with bananas from the future, you know, like, yeah, future well, bananas. It, it could be both things could be true. So think of my, what, oh, I'm sorry, Jason. Yeah, no worries. I was just going to say, you know, if we imagine these, like the way I imagine the Stargate that I kind of painted the picture of earlier, like, there's a almost like the movie where there's a stargate and it leads somewhere but there's a stargate on the other end of where it leads kind of like telephones you know if i call somebody on the phone they kind of need to have a phone to pick up in order right. for us to have a phone conversation and so there's a phone on my end there's a phone on their end and information is passing back and forth as we as we converse but when 
when you guys talk about like a more ethereal kind of mysteries of the universe stargate it makes me wonder like how does this barrier this veil work and if you were to pass through it where does it take you do you emerge from one on another end do you do you travel time or space i don't think i don't think that they're they're mutually exclusive jay i think that if that were to happen someone would learn how to utilize that energy properly and then build some sort of stargate or passageway or path that they they would find out where they go on the other side and do the same thing like yo keep this bitch open i'm coming up with bananas so i mean like what Chris would usually say is both things can be true. So what if if I can glean from this conversation something, maybe what I'm what I'm what's dawning on me now is that you have these like fundamental forces of the universe, right? We study them all the time, quantum mechanics, gravity, the strong nuclear force, the weak nuclear force. You have these fundamental physical laws that are provable time and time again and then they build up into cool things like rockets and spaceships and shit because as we understand them we can build technologies based off of the principles so if i can use that analogy to bridge over into what we're talking about if we were to somehow you know atlantis or tartaria or some ancient civilization was keyed into something that we're not today or that at least we don't know about maybe part of the government's keyed into it but but they were keyed into something and they discovered this like fundamental kind of universal mystery as chris put it then they were to build technology around it we could wind up with stargates right like we could wind up with an actual like a directed portal now we can build this thing that conjures this other thing and you can travel either through space or through time or to another dimension where your name was mr cool ice yeah, of course, and that's the dimension I live in right now. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe think it, of it like this, Jay. Maybe think of it more like Stranger Things than than Stargate. You know, because like okay. when when they were figuring out how to go into the upside down and they were going to like rescue their friends and shit. Yeah, they, they it, like a, a a fucking gateway to that other realm opened up in a tree. Yeah, they, they just and if I if they, I recall, that was accidental. I mean, the rift between the other or the upside down and and our world was an accidental rift. It wasn't something that someone. Well, no, it was the 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 company, the nefarious entities were fucking around with energy weapons and shit. Yeah. And they ripped the hole or whatever. But then, yeah, but they didn't really mean to. They weren't they like, hey, we're going to put a yeah. hole to another dimension in this tree. Right. Well, no, and I just I think that you know there was a center, and then the surrounding areas kind of became susceptible to mm-hmm. the same shit because it was near that uh, that you know origin point. But I mean, yeah. like, there were no real rules to that. It was just they were yeah. kind of in the in the area. They found a spot. Oh shit! They flew in. They came back. You know, it's kind of like you can blip back and forth a little easy if you're around that. You know, the area where the shit's happening. I'm with that. I'm with that explanation of like maybe Antarctica being as large as it is. I mean, what's the problem in Stranger Things? You see that there's this town that lives right nearby. And all of these people can become witnesses and or victims to this weird scientific experimentation and creatures coming from the scientific experimentation. But if you're Antarctica, and that's the beauty of Antarctica, and one of the reasons I love it as a conspiracy theory is that it's huge and it's really fucking far from everybody else. So right. just point and even the parts that are close, even the parts that are close are really far from the points yeah. that you want to fucking and, get to. And there's no there's no 
storm area 51 that that could happen right because area 51 is not that far from other places where you could get water and food and you could stay in a hotel you can storm area 51 you can't storm antarctica it is cut off by lots of water and even if you were to get there somehow it's fucking freezing it's a desert they get eight inches of rain annually so even though there's a fuck ton of ice, they get zero fucking rain. It's all fucking sun. You'll bake in the sun. You'll freeze in the fucking snow. You cannot storm Antarctica. So Unless it's a you get perfect- underneath that ice, and then you go in that intricate tunnel system underneath. Well, yeah, the intricate live. You, where keep, the- you keep saying intricate tunnel systems. I want you to expand on that a little bit. What makes it intricate? Well, you ever see like um, like a, a regular hole that say like a rabbit would dig it's like oh that's a tunnel like you drive like on the you know you're driving into new york you're gonna drive through a tunnel so you ever see like an ant farm ah okay you know what i mean yeah. an ant farm is an intricate tunnel system yeah like okay. tunnels going which way everywhere everywhere it's like a whole fucking city underneath the ground yeah so antarctica is essentially alien ant farm wow holy shit you son of a bitch how dare you <laughs> guys thanks how for you, you son of a bitch podcast uh follow us on creatures <laughs> night follow the real watsky is really what you need to do yeah. follow at the creatures i don't know anything i just have thoughts that's all i don't even want to do the podcast anymore i just want to end it on that i think <laughs> honestly if it doesn't end on that that's that's fucking horrible it hurts my brain that it oh Wait, I it hurts my brain that you you have dropped intricate tunnel systems numerous times and you have yet to tell me about one reptilian tonight, Adam Simmons of the Simmons and More podcast. Well, here, what do we think? Do we think reptilians with Illuminati? I mean, how do they fit in with this like aliens and Stargate shit or or Atlantans and Stargate shit? I mean, do we think that there's that the Atlanteans are the reptilians? Yes. Okay. Uh, do could they coexist or coalesce? Absolutely. Do I still think that the reptilians come from somewhere like the Marianas Trench? One hundred percent. That could be another one of those that, spots. That could be another one of those thin spots. That dude. could just be another one of the spots. That could be like a base where they keep all the little tic tacs and shit. What I know is that like the seals that were interviewed that Jason referenced earlier and the things that I was reading about why the Nazis and other um, militia military groups wanted to go to Antarctica is because there are entities that live beyond Antarctica that we know, right? So two miles, three miles of ice down underneath that are lush at one point was lush jungles pyramids things of that nature right it i could only venture a guess that there's tunnels they've tunneled through the ice right to get to what who knows a stargate uh an access portal to another world maybe there's a whole nother stargate like joe was saying from antarctica to the marianas trench or where where have you right um some sort of uh interdimensional blipping mechanism if you want to put it as, well, as uh realistically that could be where 
the whole idea behind a hollow earth theory comes from because like it doesn't have to be the center of the planet it could be under the ice because that right. would essentially be underground you know a, a, a hollowed out portion of earth you know like yeah. we the, the same way with the stargate it doesn't have to be a structure to be the thing this the hollow earth doesn't have to be like we're talking about right. journey to the center of the earth and of course there's a liquid hot magma core and of course there's liquid hot magma you know, like, it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, all the way to that extreme. It could be just under the ice. Yeah. Right. Or it could be, what is it, Jay, 20 miles of crust? Something like 20 miles across. Okay, 20 miles. Which See, ought to be the name of your pizza joint. Oh, I opened it. Fucking 20 damn. miles across. Damn. Boom. Damn. I already have a logo for it. Fuck yeah. The little pyramid with the eye and it's a pizza yeah. shit. Yeah. Absolutely. 20 miles across, baby. Uh, but 20 miles seems seems yeah. about right. What's 20 miles from your house? You know what I mean? That seems like a pretty far way to go. Yeah. You know? it, think about this. If you're driving 60 miles an hour, it'll take you 20 minutes to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Seems like you can put a fuck ton of tunnels in between that those yeah. points, right? Point A and point B. Right. You can build an entire civilization that, you know, could figure out how to utilize light or utilize, you know, uh, spatial timing. So they like you said earlier, Jay, um, they, they didn't have any plugs or they didn't have any like beams or, or whatever. I think I speculate that they were using Tesla's technology that remember Tesla was was yeah. rumored to have had a kind of like a Wi-Fi version of electricity where he could power all of these electric devices without needing the direct current of electricity traveling up a cable plugged into the wall. We know about these, well, right? But you know who was super interested in that was the Nazis, my dude. <laughs> so what I'm saying though is that I think whatever they got down there for electricity is using the same technology that Tesla was tuned into. And people say yeah. Tesla was an alien. That Tesla might have been one of them. That Venus. just your your government documents leaked out. Fucking said that he was from Venus, dude. Yeah, there you go. So it's the from, Venusians are living under uh, fucking CIA to from from their lips to to your ears. Hey, well, you know it. So so I mean, we do we think Nazis are alive in Antarctica right now? I mean, do we think there's like some Nazi contingent there living underneath? I the think that there are Nazis everywhere realistically because here's the thing if you like hitler and you believe in that shit you're a nazi okay but i mean i mean actual like like a group like uh, you know i don't mean like i don't mean like you don't go out into the world and and be a nazi and not know other nazis like you're gonna have to have someone to back you up you can't just be a sleeper cell dickhead you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're no, gonna I mean, I yourself. I think you're you gonna... can. I think we've met plenty of sleeper cell dickheads in our days, dude. Yeah, well, that's true. But we, you know, like uh, someone willing to die for the Reich. I don't know. There's a difference between being a fucking weenie bag and being like fucking Nazi. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, no, I mean, I mean, everywhere. But what I'm what I'm saying is that oh, I'm sure they're everywhere and down that path you are going to be like, oh, like, I want to be a ninja. I'm going to find Shredder so I could be a ninja for Shredder, right? So you're going to go to the base. You're going to find where you can find more people. Shut up, Chris. What a Shut fucking up. analogy, It's a Ninja dude. Turtles reference, what God a fucking damn fucking analogy. I want to be a ninja. Let me go find Shredder. <laughs> Bro, who's more not terrific than fucking Shredder, okay? 
I think Shredder was was a member of like Imperial Japan. I think he was pretty pro Nazi. Yeah, I remember my my Ninja Turtles history properly. Yeah. Ninja Turtles three, Turtles in Time, bitch. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. I With think um, to a fucking portal, Chris. You know, um, I think that there was there were the point is that I'm sure that there's a base there, right? Yeah, like they they obviously have a a spot of land. Krang was definitely a Nazi. They definitely have a spot of land that that guy from YouTube told us about. And that's, I'm sure, where a base was. So if you're into that sort of thing, if you like wearing red armbands and and brown coats and shit, you're going to try maybe go to a visit, like work your way around and see if you can get there and then become a foot soldier for the fucking Nazi party. So I I I can imagine, yeah. I think that there are some people who claim to be Nazis today. You know, I don't I'm I'm discounting them because they're disconnected from the historical Nazis of I mean I'm not discount discounting their their take like, it easy with that fucking here, bro. But what I'm what I what I'm trying to say is that you know they're not descended from the actual Nazi party that was running the German show in the nineteen thirties and, and early nineteen forties. They're just guys who decided to pick it up these days because of hateful bigotry. But but they're not like, hey, I'm Himmel's grandson or some shit like that, and I'm a Nazi because you know I was born into it. Yeah, well, those, I mean, those I think guys a, running the show and those little foot soldiers are going to find them and grow the empire more, right? That's yeah. what I was kind of getting at. Yeah, so I think what I'm getting at though is that post World War II, like today, is a different story. But post World War II, I'm talking late 40s, I'm talking 1950s, being a Nazi. In, in a, much of the world was not a very popular thing, particularly areas controlled by the United States. You tended to keep that shit kind of close to the vest. If you were a Nazi in the 1950s or if you were gay in the 1950s, you tended to keep that shit a secret, right? Oh, so if you were a Nazi in the 1950s, you worked for NASA. Uh, yeah, that. And they also kept it a secret. They're like, no, my name is John. See, I'm oh. from the United <laughs> States. You know, they're like, their Operation Paperclip was some shit. So what I wanted the the main point that I want to get at is that post World War II, the the Admiral Byrd trip to uh, Antarctica that was the Operation High Jump trip, one of the stated and that the Navy in fact stated this one of the the stated naval goals for that operation was to consolidate United States territorial control over Antarctica. Therefore, my thought is that. There were Nazi bases there. We know that. Neuschwabia or whatever was one of them, right? And so the United States needed to go to Antarctica to check out whatever the Nazis had built and try and take that shit over. So I don't know that I believe that Nazis are still there. I definitely think the Nazis were there, and they definitely tried to get into some wild shit while they were there. But if they're still there, it has to be under the the auspices i mean they're 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 being permitted to continue by the u.s government because we own that bitch now i mean even if we're sharing it with 30 other countries or whatever we own that bitch right i mean which u.s just goes in there swings the dick around and we get what we want it's like everywhere else that's crazy in and of itself too like the like it's a continent that's communally shared among you know like you said 30 different nations is that what it is i thought it was it is it's like i thought it was just like a handful no, it started as a handful. It was like something like a dozen nations controlled it at first, but we're talking about a hundred years ago. And since then, more nations have like bought in. It's like um, I don't know. It's like buying stocks or something like that. Like more nations have 
decided to invest and come to do science. And we have typically had a very open door policy where like send your researchers, they can come join us on expeditions, but that's just like top of the ice shit. That's like, they're just seeing what we want them to see. Like, come on over here and stay at this. We're not letting them inside. Yeah. Go count the fucking penguins, Mr. Dude from fucking Sweden or Denmark or whatever. Go count some fucking penguins over there. You know what I mean? So we make it look like we're letting people in without letting people in, you know, because they don't know about the fortresses beneath the ice. But that's why I feel like the Nazis can't still be there today because the U.S. would not have. I don't think we would have tolerated that in the 40s and 50s. I think we would have. We might have recruited some of the motherfuckers. Now, if you want to tell me that we went down there in the 1940s, we found the bases, we captured the last Nazis, we recruited all of their scientists and brought them in via Operation Paperclip, we threw the rest of the motherfuckers that weren't useless overboard and we let them freeze in the ice, I'll buy that. That I'm going to believe. But the idea that like... Would you buy that the Rothschilds and the other people that are pulling the strings behind the big wars that funded both sides control that area and they're like yo here's our nazis if you want to fucking get in on this you got to be cool with it because we paid for your fucking tanks too and they're like okay cool let me lick your boots does that make a little more sense as well because like maybe in some maybe in some way i i mean i can certainly believe that there's a global elite that funded both sides we know what they're we know their family name what what i'm saying though is that I don't know that they'd be like, yo, I know you guys just got done with this protracted war where like millions of your boys died, but don't do anything to my men's over here. I think we would have folded them in. I think the I think the reason why the 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 global elite, they're like, let me play both sides because I don't know if Germany's gonna win or the United States. And I want to be buddy buddy and I want the winner to owe me some money. So I'm just gonna loan money to both of them, understanding that I'm gonna lose money on the loser, but the winner is gonna owe me a little bit. So I'm kind of the winner above the winner. But and do so- you think that an operation like this, like Operation Paperclip or uh, we'll call it Operation Antarctica, right? Yeah. Whatever is going on there is going to happen and get past the global elite, or do you think that the oh, most that not. they find out that oh. they're going to be like, "Hey, Daddy's home. I'm here. I got the money. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers want to go find some aliens because yeah. we can do it." I right? think what and- happens is the global elite that's pulling all the strings on both sides is going to look at their outposts of New Schwabenland or whatever in 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 uh, Antarctica. And they're going to say, ah, Germans and the Nazis lost. Sorry, we got to fold up this whole Nazi thing. But why don't you guys go hang out with, you know, I'm going to call my mans in the CIA. I'm going to get y'all some some uh, visas to go work for the United States. We're going to hook you up with some citizenships. Maybe fudge the last name a little bit so you don't sound quite as Third Reichish. And then we'll we'll just import the guys that that have the fucking brain so we can beat the soviets i think that's what it it turned into cold war and we got to beat the soviets so we can't let these fucking smart germans hang out in fucking antarctica long enough for the soviets to get them so we got to go get them and that's exactly why we went down there in the 40s we had to beat the soviets down to antarctica to claim whatever cool shit the nazis had left for us i mean yeah i agree chris do you have anything to say i was just thinking about uh that interview with uh with admiral bird and how he was a bad motherfucker can you extrapolate on that just a little bit more? Because like I feel like we we bulldozed the shit out of you with. Uh, no, um, there was just one question that the guy asked him. Uh, he was like, "So is it true that uh, Antarctica is the last continent on Earth where uh, there has like never been a woman that has set foot there?" And he didn't even miss a beat. He just looked over and he was like, "Yes," and that's why it's the most peaceful place on the planet. 
Uh, and I was like, that's a bad motherfucker, dude. He's dropping. I came back and found all this extra shit, and I'm a little funny, too. And he's just Han Solo, bro. Let's, <laughs> he's actually Han Solo. I'd like oh, yeah. I, You know what? I it's If it wasn't so long, I would play it. I actually have that, that video pulled up. Um, but uh, I, I'll put a link in the show notes or something for people to check that out because it, uh, it is interesting to, you know, the whole thing. It's like 12 minutes long, and then it is a little funny, too. Well, um, I mean, we won't be pulled off of YouTube or whatever if we play it, right? I mean, I, was, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, we can we can sign off of the episode and then the last like 12 minutes or whatever, the episode can be that interview. Um, so people can have a better understanding of of what's going on here because it's why it's super interesting to me as well. And I think that it the one guy that is like the guy of Antarctica does this interview not only does he say funny anecdotes about like women and peace and shit like that, but you know, he elaborates on um, it being, you know, full of potential and having a lot of resources that now resources is obviously a loose term, right? And unless you're, you're thinking about everything that we've discussed in this episode here. Well, he he specifically said, he specifically said coal, oil, and potentially uranium. And right. the guy even commented back. He was like, well, uranium would be the only one that would be cost effective to go after at this point, right? Because we're not going to send an expedition to fucking the barren wasteland of Antarctica for coal, right? Or, yeah. but I mean, like, you can't get on the ne- evening news and be like, yeah, but there's also, you know, rifts in space time there, too. And we can fucking travel the stars yeah. and go to the Pleiades. Utilizing uranium to go talk to the Palladians at the bottom of the fucking ocean and shit. I mean, you know? do you want me to play it and we can mystery science three three thousand it, or do you just want to be 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 done with it? Uh it's your show, dude. You call it. Call the ball, Ghost Rider. That's, that's you, Ghost Rider. That's you, Jason. <laughs> Why? Hold on. When has when have I ever been known as Ghost Rider? That's a weird thing to call me. When have you ever been known as Glock Nest Monster? Seems you know you keep calling yourself that. Yeah. Can't give yourself a nickname. We gave you a nickname, dude. Fucking Ghost Rider. And it's Ghost Rider. <laughs> Oh, I played his shit. We'll mystery science 3000 this shit. I'm going to have commentary after this anyway. So we can't like sign off and then I can't comment on this video. You know? I, that's why I said that. Cause I figured you'd have words. I always do. It's time for the Longines chronoscope, a television <laughs> journal of the important issues of the hour brought to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, a presentation of the Longines Whitnor Watch Company, maker of Longines, the world's most honored watch, and hey, Whitnor, hey, no free distinguished ads. companion to the world-honored Longines. Right. Good evening, this is Frank Knight. May I introduce our co-editors for this edition of the Longines Chronoscope? Larry Lasseur, CBS News correspondent, and Kenneth Crawford, National Affairs Editor of Newsweek magazine. He's on the Our very Trusted distinguished list. guest for this evening is Admiral Richard E. Byrd. The North Pole used to be a no-man's land, but uh, these are the days when, by buying a ticket on a commercial airliner, you can fly across the North Pole and drink a cocktail at Hold the on, same time. Come on, time. stop that. Stop that. Stop that. He just said that you can fly over Antarctica. You're not allowed to do that anymore. False. Yeah. I, w- I was going to yeah. say, um, that's what a lot of people have said, and I've, I'm guilty of saying that myself, too, but I read tonight that you can, that there's no real... Uh, uh, like record of that anywhere like you know a lot of people say oh you can't fly over antarctica but there's no nothing really that says that 
I guess you would have to try first hands and like, you know, deal with the uh, armed guards or whatever, you know, like maybe they don't publicize it that you can't do it. There's maybe no flyover, but it's probably enforced, right? Heard. About 35 years ago, our guest tonight found out whether there was any land north of the North American continent. He made that first discovery flight, and I must say that Admiral Byrd, our guest tonight, is not only our greatest living explorer, but he's been an inspiration to countless Americans. Admiral Byrd, you've been to both the North Pole and the South Pole. Is there any unexplored land left on this earth that might appeal to adventurous young Americans? Uh, Yes, there is. And not up around the North Pole, because it's getting crowded up there now, because they find out it's really usable, not only to live in, but militarily. But strangely enough, there's left in the world today an area as big as the United States that's never been seen by a human being. And that's beyond the pole on the other side of the South Pole from middle America. And it's, uh, I think it's quite astonishing that there should be an area as big as that, unexplored. That's a tremendous So there's a lot of adventure left Mm -hmm. down at the bottom of the world. Admiral, do you hope to see that? I do. Well, Admiral, would you say that uh, since you've been to both the extremities of Earth, are these expeditions to such far-off places, are they getting easier because of modern techniques, or is is danger still close at hand? Well, it's a little risky, but nothing like it used to be with the old... placement. And the Long small thing. cruising know, right? where we had to put down bases. We replaced the dog teams. And, of course, that was a I'm going to put a big bonnet plaque right behind me. But now the planes go much faster, and they are safer, and they have a much bigger cruising radius. You haven't got the danger of a terribly heavy load. Mm-hmm. Admiral, oh. an expedition I have the danger of a terribly heavy load every day. And <laughs> uh, what is... I'm sorry. I saw your eyes get about as big as fucking dinner plates, Adam, when he said the danger of an incredibly heavy load, and you could not get your shit off fast enough. So, <laughs> no, <fuck>. sir. <laughs> that expedition doing? You know me well. well. That's the icebreaker Atka, and it's a reconnaissance expedition. It's going down to the South Pole area to make certain observations and to to look for some bases. They will be back in April, and they will report back. And upon the information we get from that undertaking, uh, we will base the bigger expedition that's to follow. Uh, is that very definitely planned, or uh, is that... Uh, that is being planned right now. So I'm willing to say to you that uh, there will be a number of expeditions that will follow, I think, uh, year after year, the bottom of the world, because the government has really become interested. Well, Admiral Byrd, I can understand. I think everybody can, the interest in the North Pole, because it's so near our greatest challenger, Soviet Russia. But why this interest in the bottom of the world? Nobody living down there, is there? No, it's, um, it's pretty cold. There's only one permanent resident. That's the Emperor Penguin. The little ones live further north. i tell you one reason they're interested. It's by far the most... Uh, valuable, important place left in the world for science. That's why the scientific groups all over the nation are really interested. But more important than that, it's, uh, it has to do with the future uh, of the nation, those to come after us, or even uh, during your lifetime.
Here's my question. Is that an Encyclopedia Britannica behind him, or do you think that those books are real? Absolutely fake books. Those are paper books. Now increasing acceleration. Far-flung places, once useless like we thought the North Pole was, and no man's land, become very useful. Uh, the bottom of the world will be important, not only to us, but to the our bottoms. Uh, does it, I was going to ask you, does it have military importance? Uh, it has some, and uh, as the world shrinks, it will continue to shrink with an ever-increasing acceleration, thus bringing these places closer, and in the future, I can see a time when it will be very, very important strategically. Well, has the development and, and of air power increased there, the strategic importance of places like the uh, oh, very much Palmer so. Peninsula, we'll say? Uh, very much so. Even now... This is like the shittiest podcast ever. If we uh, <laughs> lost the Panama Canal, we would have to control the islands just north of Antarctica, which are part of Antarctica. Who's that idea between was there and Cape Horn. I've heard it said that uh, there are seven continents in the world, and one of them has never been seen by a woman, and that's Antarctica. Is that actually true? Well, if the Peninsula is an island, as far as I know, that's true. No woman's ever stepped foot upon the Antarctic continent, and it's the most peaceful place in the world. Well, I'm sure <laughs> that won't last very long. Uh, <clears throat> today, I understand that now that you're working with the... Uh, the oh, man, eyebrows thought that was beautiful. Now, is there any future for frozen <laughs> food down these... Um, he had, he had a really good point there too. And I, I think it's crazy that he dropped this in the forties about how the world, uh, is shrinking and how it's going to be strategic. Because if the, if the re- things that we're saying are true and the things we're speculating on are true, I mean, he's, he's fucking dead on dude. He's dead on 80 years in advance. Mm. And we don't, I mean, we don't have to continue on with that if you guys don't, you know, don't want to or whatever. There's, we're only about halfway through it, you know, and it's a lot more of that type of rhetoric. So you, you got to hear his misogyny though. I like that. Yeah. Well, that was the whole point. Fucking bitches. That's the whole point of this episode. The, uh, Jake, can you, Jake, can you do me a huge favor? Absolutely. Can you just pull up a picture of Mr. Cool Ice? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I've been waiting for this moment. I have been waiting for this moment for so my, you, you read, I think you wrote uh, Mr. Cool Ice's Wikipedia page. We talked a lot about melting ice and, and sheets of ice and things of that nature, and none of it is as cold. Yeah. None of it is as cool as Mr. Cool Ice. Is he the emperor of Antarctica? Yes. Yeah, he <laughs> oh, is. Not he to is. put too fine a point on it, but yes. <laughs> he is the emperor of all penguins. Uh, maybe you've heard of him. Uh, Shaggy wrote a song about him. They call him Mr. Sex and uh, Mr. Lover Lover. Uh, this is Mr. Cool Ice, uh, and he's the fucking coolest. Look at those sunglasses on the back of his head. Man got sunglasses tattooed on the back of his fucking head. I'm going to show you guys a picture of the front of this. I almost said R word. <laughs> you can't not when you're being recorded. <laughs> Only when the plunge is on the phone. Uh, they're not going to hear that, so don't worry. Uh, let me uh, bump up Mr. Cool Ice here. And there's the front side of Mr. Cool Ice, guys. That, that is what Mr. Cool Ice looks like from the front. That was for sure his MySpace profile picture in 2005. It was for sure my MySpace profile <laughs> picture in 2005, as a matter of fact. That is for sure my Twitter handle photo tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, That's- so can we just, like, appreciate that? Here, bring that back, because we're going to break it down. Well, damn it. All right. Uh, Ice. Well, I want to do the old 
versus the new Mr. Cool Ice. Oh, you want to do the old versus the new? Let me find yeah. an old versus new so, photo so here for us. Mr. Cool Ice. The word ice is capitalized, but Mr. Cool is properly capitalized. Like, is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, Mr. Cool Ice now. You completely jerked the wheel. So, I think, <laughs> yeah, of course he's like, what the fuck? He added more skulls, right? He oh. added, like, you know, like, you ever have an icy, like a Slurpee or whatever? He added the same sort of font effects to the yeah. Mr. Cool Ice part right. of his chest. Uh, yeah, he's got um, ice, ice on his neck now. Um, mm-hmm. because obviously, he does also capitalized. Uh, he's got that Lance Storm haircut. He looks like he's from Alberta, Canada, and uh, he's got two eyebrow piercings and two nipple rings. But somehow, the most intriguing part about the photo of new Mister Cool Ice is that he's wearing sweatpants <laughs> with cargo pockets that are white fucking white cargo sweatpants that is straight up nazi shit that fucking uh, son of a bitch if that high and tight haircut didn't didn't scream fucking nazi so what what's the information about him personally or whatever you said why he legally changed his name to mr cool ice earlier yeah yeah, yeah. let me see if i can find that again because i didn't i didn't keep it up how did this become a mr cool ice appreciation show we definitely need uh, to do a mr. cool ice yeah we need to do a mr cool ice appreciation i feel like i'm part of it right now what do you mean <laughs> i mean we're gonna do a whole hour on it As so he has been known to give out business cards that include his given name which is thomas steinberger definitely german and his three pseudonyms mr cool ice mr lover lover and mr sex and he is the, i'm just curious he mr. is the sex. leader he is the leader of antarctica though this is why <laughs> He's relevant to this right now. He's the emperor, not just the oh, leader. I'm sorry, the emperor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where is the most ice ever? Antarctica. Who is the most ice God, ever? Mr. It. Cool Ice. Got yep. It. Yep. Oh, Mr. Cool Ice. Got it. Is he a disciple, uh, or a, dis- a disciple of vanilla? Yeah, he is a fan of vanilla ice. So he um he did say that like cool here let me find the uh, the translation yeah, he, of his he german said, he said that mr cool was always a cool name to him so he wanted to be mr cool and then he was a fan of vanilla ice so that he added ice to it because he thought that was even cooler than mr cool yeah because so like how does it cool, cool ice yeah, yeah so how could you be cooler than mr cool mr cool ice i mean it checks out yeah that's it yeah mr cool ice <laughs> loves public appearances apparently I mean, how do you not? You've done that much stuff to your body. Yeah. You look like more skulls tattooed on you than a fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin t-shirt. Yeah. I made up the name myself, so it's mine. Patent registered on me. I basically started here by myself. Frank wasn't there. Designed the skull. So he did the design himself, which I can hardly believe. He did the, uh, he designed. He, he was the man who came up with the idea to tattoo sunglasses on the back of his own head. It's crazy. It's crazy that someone else didn't have that idea first. Yeah, I'm really kind of upset it wasn't me. I know. He's so cool. I know. He's cool ice. He's fucking 1.9 kilometers deep of fucking ice. That's how cool he is. Yeah. Uh, Also, if you call yourself Mr. Sex and you have sunglasses tattooed on the back of your head, you fuck. That's just what he's down to. He's got mirrors above his bed. We saw that shit. He fucked. He does. And a lot of sex lighting. 
Chris, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> At MrCoolIce.net. <laughs> the real what's on all social media platforms and uh, Mr. Uh, MySpace.com slash MrCoolIce. Good night. We out here. We out here. Uh, Jay, where can they find you? Skrrt at jason almy on twitter motherfuckers hit me up you can fucking find me on patreon too slash team almy patreon.com slash team almy come listen to shit happens when you party naked cocksuckers uh and i am earth underscore two underscore adam <laughs> yes he is absolutely a descendant of hitler thank hitler you Tim, baby. Uh, i am earth underscore two underscore adam on all social media platforms guys thank you so much for listening to me um, get incredibly high and banter about ice and then Mr. Cool Ice. Honest.com, hempbombs.com, use code creature. We fucking love you. Guys, big kids. Uh, peace the fuck out. Follow us on Instagram, Night Creatures Pod, Twitter, Night Creatures. Go to official.com. slash Mr. Cool Ice. All of them. All the dot coms. I'm giving you a night call Tell you how I feel Here's the real question Is there a Mr. Hot Fire? Yeah That's gonna fight him? Yeah, me, motherfucker <laughs> Oh, Mr. Hot Fire mm. Calls himself Mr. Sex Did you guys hear that fart? Dude, was that a real fart? That was a real fart. (laughs) Shit. Yeah, I've been holding that in for an hour and a half. You disgust me. Yeah, I know. They smell like the The Deathly Hollows. No, they smell like the Deathly Hollows. They're far beyond driven. Uh, Well, they they smell like they're chasing high schoolers around a haunted castle. Um, (laughs) You know what? They smell like old animatronics from dilapidated adventure lands you know like they they like five nights at freddy's they smell like six nights at freddy's I like there's it. a lot they smell like pirates you know like you imagine what a pirate would smell like not a not a sexy pirate like nami no definitely not <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you Jason. Lauren, 